Hello, you are listening to the Batfans podcast brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net. Enjoy the show. So, you won't consider the end of Streets of Gotham bad, but you'll consider the Batman Annual one bad. <laughs> I didn't say it was bad. I just didn't like the direction it went. <laughs> so, so, is there no way I can convince you that it's good? No, uh, he tried last week, or last time. <laughs> Well, only a Sith deals with absolutes. Ooh, you got me there. <laughs> uh, okay, now you can convince me. Because <laughs> I'm no Sith. Because I'm no Sith. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of Bat Fans, brought to you by the Batman Universe. I have trusty Dane and Tim with me. How's it going, guys? Doing good. Gary, you're back. Yay! And fatter than ever. Hey, I've been losing weight. So, um, I think we should all have a moment of silence, I mean, moment of applause. Tony Daniels, Shipping Detective Comics. Yay! <laughs> And he's uh, not doing Batman stuff anymore. Yay! At least until 2013. Sal, is this the best news you've heard all week? <laughs> I, I got I got to be honest. It, it made me pretty happy. I was I was reading it and I was like, I was just I was I was pleased instantly. Yeah. So um. Wait, yeah. first it was Dark Knight getting a new writer <laughs> and now Detective, so he might have all the Bat books might be getting pretty good. Yeah, and hopefully when he comes back, he'll just be doing art. Um. If he comes back, you know. I think that's still the plan. We said he's still, at least for a few issues, where he's... Well, we don't know what his passion project is, though, right? No, I didn't say what it was. Maybe it's a Batman-related thing, but I guess we'll find out. Um, you know. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. Get some new blood on that book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Definitely. Um, uh, what the rumor, uh, though? That no more meaningless characters. No more meaningless storylines. We're finally going to get something, at least hopefully, a little better. <laughs> <laughs> One of the rumors I've heard was that uh, Kyle Higgins might be uh, taking over Detective, which I hope is true. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be if he, His Nightwing run is it, – it just got a whole lot better, in my opinion, with issue 10. But he'll do wonders for Detective if he's on that book. Yeah, I mean, his Deathstroke has been pretty good, too. I, don't, I think he's coming off that book, though. I liked the first two issues, but I haven't read it since. Is, yeah. it, is it still? It's pretty much the same thing. Like uh, he's, he's an old guy that kicks a lot of butt. Yeah, the whole first arc dealt with him like doing battle with his son, and okay. that arc just ended. And now it's going on to the thing where he's hunting Lobo, which has been pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that seems like. Oh man, I, I can just imagine. Oh, uh, that, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um. Or yeah. Or uh, we have um. Scott Snyder do both Batman and Detective. <laughs> that would just be too good, <laughs> which is why it won't happen. <laughs> You'll um, die of ecstasy, right? Yeah. <laughs> the other, uh, the Batman and comics thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, of course, you know me, the Batman and Smallville thing. 
Um, I still don't like the costume at all. Oh, God. But um, I, I kind of like what he's saying about it, though. Like, yeah. it, seems, it seems pretty interesting. Yeah, like, everything so far, the story-wise, sounds good, except, like you said, the costume. And just the whole thing with, uh, it's cool that Stephanie Brown's in it. So yeah. Why don't they just call her Robin instead of making her Nightwing? Why does that have to change that? Look? Yeah, that's weird. I, I don't know why they did that. And, like, I mean, I, I'm assuming it's going to be, like, a lot of Smallville things were. Like, I don't like some of the choices, but overall it's pretty good. Um, and I like the idea that it's kind of like a buddy cop. He, he describes it as, like, a buddy cop uh, story with, you know, Bruce and Clark meeting each other for the first time and basically patrolling Metropolis together. Um, so it sounds pretty interesting. Uh, but that costume, well, I still well, I mean, costume. Yeah. Which I don't get why, like, I understand, you know, Smallville tended to alter the costumes a little bit to make it Smallvilleized. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if it was the TV budget or just they were <laughs> looking for a certain... Yeah, or, or maybe they just wanted a certain look. I, I don't know, but for whatever reason, I mean, except for Hawkman and... Uh, Dr. Fate. Yeah, and there was one other one they did, too, that was fairly uh, comic accurate, but I can't remember. But, um, you know, they, they altered all of their costumes, so I understand them wanting to update it and make it look like it might have looked in the show and modernize it a bit, but it just looks weird. It looks like, like a like a medieval knight's armor. That's what I get the impression yeah, of. Yeah, especially that cowl. I don't yeah. like that cowl. It's weird. Like it's like half helmet and then something else underneath it, and it just looks awkward. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah. So. Still haven't said when it's coming out in digital form though. I know. Cause I think they said like September, October. I think for when the comics coming out, but it should yeah. be sooner for when it's released digitally. Yeah, it'd probably be August then. Then it'll start. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, well, let's forget about Superman, all that mess for a little bit. Stephanie Brown's finally coming back. It's so like, you're a half to going to read a Smallville comic now, Dave. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to skip over all that Superman crap. <laughs> just just thinking about it now, I wish when the new, the new 52 hit that they took Stephanie and they made her her, her own character and gave her her own book. I mean, I, I know why they didn't do that, because not a lot of people read the Batgirl run, or the Brian Q. Miller Batgirl run, but I don't know. It's just thinking about this, this Nightwing thing, it's, I, don't, I don't know why they're doing that. But but anyways, I, yeah. I, I'm just glad to have her back, really. I don't get... That's, that's one thing, too. Like, they put her in basically a Robin costume, but they're calling her Nightwing. Like... Yeah. And she was never Nightwing. She was Robin at one point, so, I mean, that kind of makes sense. But, like, I don't know. It is a weird choice. There's got to be something more to it. Yeah. There's got to be, like, some kind of story there where she takes on the the role of Nightwing for some reason. Well, I mean, they're saying this is very early in Batman's career, so I'm assuming she was the first sidekick in that universe. That's what it sounds like. But I don't... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're also right, Dane, that there's some sort of reason why. And maybe they'll reference Robin or something, I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see what they what they did. And I'm glad that if someone's bringing her back in some form, that it's Brian Q. Miller. Because, you know, he obviously has a big love for that character. So that'll be really interesting to see. But 
Uh, plus, dude, he, he is a great writer. Yeah, he uh, is. I don't know why he's not on the main book. Yeah, it's he's weird. It seems like it seems like. I mean, it, it made sense for him to do the Smallville book because he was a writer on the show, but it seems like other than that, they're not really giving him much. You know, they kind of gave him a Batgirl thing for a while, and then they were like, "Okay, that's it. Nothing for you for a while." You know, yeah, like too that's bad pretty he much all he's doing is Smallville. Or something. Yeah, it's weird. Like you think with a guy like that, that that is really good and has a huge fan base and stuff, you think they'd want to put him on a big book, you know. Um, like I said, I mean the Smallville thing makes sense, but you know there's no law that says you can't write more than one book. So yeah, I, I don't know. It does seem weird. He's kind of underutilized, and I don't I don't know why that is. Maybe that's how he wants it though. Maybe he kind of picks and chooses what he wants to write. Who knows? Well, I mean he's he's rich. <laughs> he, um, his wife works for Sci-Fi, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's one of like the executives or something. Uh-huh. So Maybe that's it. It's not like he needs some money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just does what he wants to do. Um. Anyways, so I mean, now that we're we're through those little things, uh, of course, ninety percent of what happened in the past few weeks is Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Rises. And more Dark Knight Rises, and a little extra Dark Knight Rises on the side. Um, and the Dark Knight Rises for dessert. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what's on the menu tomorrow? More Dark Knight Rises. It's fine, but. Yeah. But I mean, uh, the one thing I've been meaning to try, and I haven't been able to find it yet, is that Mountain Dew. Have either of you guys tried it yet? No. I'm not much of a Mountain Dew drinker. <laughs> I don't think I'll be getting any just for. Really? And logo. <laughs> Do you drink any sodas, or is that just you don't like Mountain Dew? It's just Mountain Dew, yeah. I'm a. Yeah. Have you tried the guys, like, other varieties of anything? No, I know they had a bunch, like like video game ties, and they have like a Halo drink that's red or something like that. Where yeah. different. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to convince you into it. If you don't like it, that's you know whatever. But I am just gonna say the the different flavors they don't taste like most of them don't taste like Mountain Dew. Like they had one flavor that's just the orange the, soda, you know, like and that's why you're fat. I don't, I don't drink a lot of soda, man. I really don't. Like host of Fat Man on Batman, Kevin Smith says, uh, <laughs> um, fat person racism, he calls it thinicism, is, is still the only type of, uh, the only type of harassment that's still allowed in society. Like pretty much everything else is not correct, politically correct anymore. Like you're not allowed to make fun of people because of their race or their gender or their status. But if they're fat, you can still make fun of them all you want. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, but yeah. Uh, speaking of the Mountain Dew stuff, they they launched that Dew Gotham City thing, which I haven't had a chance to check out, but it looks pretty interesting. Um, yeah. But, like, do you guys know what it does? Nah, like, I don't really know what's in it. Too much. The only thing for the Mountain Dew stuff that I like so far, or I saw that I saw, was that uh, commercial where everything was going in reverse. You see that big fighting in the street. You see Batman taking on a few guys. It's, but it's all like being rewound. Huh. And it just ends up we see a guy drinking a Mountain Dew, but the shots before that where they're fighting were pretty cool. Oh, wait, so, like, it pans out and there's a guy drinking Mountain Dew in the corner? Yeah, like, he's in a separate <laughs> and you just see him take a sip while there's a bunch of fighting going on in the background. Or, uh, <laughs> of course. I, I really wish that was actually in the movie. <laughs> like, just if you look hard in the background, there's just a guy chugging a Mountain Dew. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, no, there's a fight. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, do Gotham City is out there, but I, I want to check it out, but I don't really know what it is. Is it related to that, um, create your own Tumblr thing? 
Do you guys know about that? Yeah, I know about that. I don't know if it's tied into that, though. I, I didn't know if it was or not, because I, I, I tried to check out the site a little bit before we started, and it seemed to have some sort of Tumblr picture in the background, but I don't know. You know, it might not have to do with anything. But that sounds interesting, too, that, that build your own Tumblr, and then, like, you could see it in action or something. Yeah, I heard it, takes, it could take a while, though, to get it. There's so many options to use to customize your own Tumblr. Oh, really? You could probably spend hours on it. I wonder if you could, like, put bat fins on it and stuff and make it look like a real Batmobile <laughs> rather than just, like, a tank. You know what I mean? That'd yeah, I doubt it. but Probably not. <laughs> um, but speaking of the advertisements, I mean, there's been tons of stuff. But one thing I've noticed in, in this recent batch of uh, posters they've been putting out, it seems like they're focusing more on how ripped Bane is. Like, is that just... <laughs> Gary. What? Do you like looking at men's bodies? Well, sometimes. <laughs> um, anyways, um, no, but seriously, it made me think that... I was thinking about it again, and I remember making this point after I saw the the advanced screening of the uh, prologue thing. Um, Bane looked really almost like Gaunt in the beginning, in that scene. To me, anyways. Um... Like he you looks, know who like a thin... looks really gaunt. Who's that? That guy that um, you know, in the prologue, the the car pulls up to the plane, right? And then there's the guy that's um, coordinating with the CIA right. guy. He looks really. He looks like a heroin addict. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that until now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's more so than Bane, but. But I've been thinking about that. Um, like, you know, in these posters, obviously I'm sure they enhanced it, you know, a little bit. Because, I mean, they look very stylized. But Bane looks bigger than he has been in some of the stuff. But then I noticed something that I thought about, and I, I think I mentioned it back when I saw that advanced screening, was that I'm thinking, you know, not necessarily because of uh, Venom, but maybe he does actually bulk up somehow. Steroids? I don't know if it's steroids, or I don't know if they're going to explain that maybe it's a side effect of his medicine, or... It's possible. Maybe he just lifts weights. I mean, mean, maybe, but I'm hoping it's not, because I I think it would be more interesting if they threw in some sort of reference. Um, Yeah, because, again, we don't know the whole time frame of this seven years that's supposed to take place after the Dark Knight. Maybe but I mean, we'll is it just early, me? and then later on he gets more bulked up. Is it just me though? Like I feel like he looked really thin in that, but then he definitely looks, you know, I mean, still not comic book Bane big, but you know, he looks bigger towards the end, like in those fight scenes with Batman and stuff. Yeah, um, but it could have just been too with the shirt he was wearing. I think because he was like wearing a long sleeve shirt in the prologue, and then I mean maybe, but I, I'm, it, it's my. Uh, opinion, anyways, or my idea, I don't know how to say it, but I, I kind of think that maybe he was made to look thinner there, and then, you know, they give him the military-style kind of baggy clothing, and he bulked up a bit, and so he looks bigger overall towards the end, and who knows what the reason of that could be. It literally could just be, um, you know, once he got out, he started working out for his mission of, yeah, you know, whatever, defeating Gotham. Um so, anyways, I just I thought that was interesting because I noticed that in the posters, and yes, Dane, that does mean I was looking at guys. Um, <laughs> uh, well, to, to to be honest, like he looks, 
He looks bigger with his shirt off. Yeah, that's probably true. You, you know, we I mean, that's probably that why first, they, that's probably why they have him wearing the tank top in the fight scenes to make him look more menacing. Yeah, we 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 got that first image where he's his back is facing the camera and he's looking, you know, towards the camera. <laughs> okay, given that come hither stare. <laughs> yeah, and then there's that one scene in the. I'm guessing the Gotham sewers where he he has his shirt off and he's kind of squat in a squat position. Yeah, I like he 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 more than anything, it it doesn't look overdone. It, yeah, he looks like a guy that just worked out. Oh yeah, I, I'm never saying that. Like even though he looks bigger, I mean like yeah. I said, he's still not near comic book Bane size. You know, he just looks like, like he doesn't even look like the the wrestler that played Bane in the Batman and Robin. <laughs> You know, he just looks like a fake dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Just like a normal, like a bodybuilder type guy, but not, not Arnold bodybuilder type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I get what you're saying, Dane. And I, I mean, you're probably right. It probably is just either he was sick and not being treated or something, and that's why he was thin, or you know, he probably just worked out for his mission. But, but what I don't get is. If you're in extreme pain where you need to take an anesthetic mm-hmm. to function, why would you go and lift weights? <laughs> yeah, it's true, right? Yeah. Oh, or maybe that's just to like build up his inner strength. I, don't I mean, maybe it uh, maybe it increased his pain tolerance, having more muscle or something. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. It could also be better shape. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I lift up heavy things and I put them down. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, I just I was looking at those posters and I thought about that and I, I was I was wondering what you guys thought. Um, and they also seem to be focusing more on the bat and a lot of promotional stuff. Yeah, too. the posters and even a lot of the TV spots are focusing on it too. Yeah, like like in the, like we've got with, with Dark Knight, they focused a lot on the bat pod. Yep. You know, and I feel like they're kind of doing the same thing with the bat this time. Um, I'm starting to think, is he even going to be in the tumbler in this movie? Because we haven't seen any shots with him in the the, the, the bat. Yeah. Just the bat I mean, the only one we've been seeing is the one that has the, the military, uh, what do you call it, uh, camouflage yeah. on it. Which I'm pretty sure he's not driving that one. Nope. Oh, wait, there Bane is. Mobiles. There is that one. Isn't, uh, what's your face in one? Oh, wait, no, that's a bat pod. Never mind. The cat one? Yeah. Yeah, For some it, reason, I thought there was a scene with her in that, but then I was getting confused because she was driving a bat pod, and then she stole Bruce's Lamborghini, but she wasn't in yeah. it. Yeah, so, so now we know that uh, Catwoman works with Batman for some reason, and Batman lets Catwoman take the, the not the tumbler, the, the bat pod. Do you think that's what you know, that TV spot, do you think he's that TV spot? Oh, they showed him giving it to her? Yeah, he explained it to her, like, this is how you start it, this is how you write oh. it, and she's like, don't worry, I got it, and then she just, like, drives off of it. But maybe it's that she stole it first, and then they're just going back to it, like, he knows she has it, and then maybe he's explaining it to her, this is how you do it correctly, or something like that, but yeah, I don't maybe. know. But yeah, you did get that feel where he's letting her use it now. And I, you know what I don't, I think they're overusing that scene, because I guess someone thinks it's funny, with a... With uh, Selena stealing his Lamborghini. Yeah, it's like at the end of every. It, 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 they're using it in almost every one, and I'm like, it, I don't, I don't like it that much anymore. <laughs> like I'm almost getting tired of yeah, it. Yeah, and 
And I hope the Selena Kyle character isn't your stereotypical woman that I can do what the guys do. I'm sassy kind of thing. That's that's the idea I'm getting from it. Yeah, I know, but th- I, I'm sure I'm almost 100% positive that that's just a a thing for the trailers. If you look at the um the the Dark Knight trailers, they did it in such a way where it looked like there was going to be a love triangle between Harvey and Bruce and uh, what's Rachel. her name, Rachel. Yeah. And that was kind of downplayed in in the actual movie. So that's what I'm hoping this this whole. Oh yeah, idea yeah, of guys. yeah. I know what you mean. I think they really are, especially like with the romantic type stuff. It's yeah. kind of like the bat, like because it looks cool and it, you know, um, and it and it's uh, very action heavy. I feel like they're putting a lot of focus on the bat and a lot of the the promotional stuff. But I'm sure it's really not going to be in all that much of the movie, you know. I mean, because, like, like, think about The Dark Knight. Like, there really wasn't a whole lot of action in it. You know, it's more, it, it's very Chris Nolan-ized. Chris Nolan-ized. Um, whereas, whereas this one does seem like it's going to have more action. I feel like they're focusing on the bat, and they're focusing on uh, making um, Selena a strong female character and kind of have a romantic story with Bruce in the trailers. You know what I mean? To kind of emphasize all the points to get more people to come in. Yeah. But I I don't think it's going to be, I don't think the bat or Selena being sassy and having a love story with Bruce is really going to be the driving force of the movie. Um, Yeah. It doesn't seem so much um, Selena as it, I mean, we got that one scene where Bruce is kissing Marion Coltier's character, uh, Miranda Tate. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking the love thing is going to be with with her. But sorry, Tim, I interrupted you. No, I'm just going to even though all the stuff you guys are saying about Catwoman and her attitude and everything, I still think what they're showing is still really how her character is supposed to be. I haven't gotten like, well, that's not really Catwoman or. But then again, we've seen some things. Most of them have been non-speaking scenes, where she looks very kind of serious. And like tortured almost. Yeah, especially in that in that MTV footage where she's being interrogated by John Blake. Yeah, yeah, and the one um, there's the one shot that they use that it's like her looking into a mirror where she looks almost like angry, like she's about to cry or something, like you know, um, with the pearls. Yeah, the pearl necklace. Yeah, and um, and like you said, that scene with uh with John Blake, and even we've seen parts in the trailers where uh, um. Yeah, she seems to have almost a kind of not sensitive side, but you know, like, like kind of trying to persuade Bruce not to go because yeah. she thinks he's gonna die and stuff. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. It's like everything I've seen with Catwoman and Batman, I just love their interaction that they're having so far. I mean, like you said, that's yeah. the serious part, which they do have sometimes, and then just their like banter that they have where they're kind of like she's like being sassy with him and all that, which which yeah. she doesn't do. So I think they're so far from what they're showing, they have a good balance of it. Speaking of uh, John Blake with the interviews, I don't know where this came from. To me, it seems totally out of left field. But Forbes, which, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, they're a business magazine, right? Yeah. Like, or economics and stuff. Like, not not an entertainment rag at all. Put up an article um, with a commentary or, like, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, kind of like a... a Rumor and uh, 
Like an opinion piece, I would say. Opinion piece, yeah. I was trying to think of something else. Like, uh, there's a word that I'm thinking of that I can't, I can't quite bring to my head. That's like, um, kind of like you're just saying what you think is going to happen based on what you've seen. But anyways, um, this guy basically put up this opinion piece where he talks in depth about why he thinks John Blake is really going to turn out to be Dick Grayson, uh, you know, Robin or Nightwing in this movie. Um, and I, I mean, he literally like, it's a real stretch. His main point or one of his main points was that, well, his name is John Blake and, uh, uh, Dick Grayson is really, was it Richard something? Grayson was his middle name. Do you know? It said in the article, I, I don't know if it was even important. Um, yeah, they did mention, they mentioned that his father was named uh, John Grayson. Yeah, but he, they said, like, for some reason, he, he, just, he had to point out that, uh, what is it here? Oh, yeah, um, Richard John Grayson is his name. So John is his middle name. And uh, John was also his father's name, even Dick Grayson, the character. Um, and so because his middle name is John and his father's name was John, then John Blake could really be Richard John Grayson. And uh, Dick Grayson was a cop for a while, and, you know, it gave him more insight into how things work with the police, and he was able to use that knowledge to help him with his crime fighting. So because because Dick was a cop for a few, you know, a year or whatever, um, it could be that he's a cop, and John Blake is a cop in this movie, so maybe he's the same as Richard Grayson. And and what was this other thing? Oh yeah, the that chalk thing that he and that kid draw on the ground, the little the uh, the weird bat looking symbol. Um he says, Yeah, sure it looks like a bat, but if you look at it, it really also looks like a nightwing symbol. And if you turn it upside down, it's a bird. So if it's a bird and it looks more like the nightwing symbol, then it has to be pointing to the fact that he's nightwing, right? And um, literally just I mean I'm, I'm, I'm saying it that way because that's kind of the tone that I read it in because I really feel like this guy was like yeah yeah and this happened and this happened so so you believe me right like like this works right this makes well, sense right it's Gary just, Gary I'm going to stop you right there okay. because you got to give this guy credit for putting all of this together and yeah, it is quite a stretch, and, I mean, just putting all that information together must have, it, can't, it couldn't have been the easiest thing in the world to do, so I give him credit for that, I mean, I don't know if he's right or not. Give him credit for what? Yeah, I'll just give him credit for... Um, I, I don't think just, I have to, I really like don't. He really so. wants uh, Dick Grayson to be in the movie, like, he's someone who really wants it to happen, and so he's trying to think of all these reasons why it could happen. I mean, the only thing I give him credit for is being such a fanboy that he got to publish this article through Forbes. <laughs> that, that's the only thing I give him credit for because, like, that seems way out of left field for Forbes. So he's such a fanboy that he convinced his editor to let him post that on a business uh, economics paper website. So whatever. But, <laughs> I mean, it's just – he makes a few points that other people have thought, you know, like, yeah, sure, Dick was a cop for a while. Um, but then, I mean, that, that is an interesting point, I guess, that it looks kind of more like the Nightwing symbol, maybe. But I, I can say it looks like a bird. I don't think it looks like the Nightwing symbol, but... <laughs> it can't. Well, I can see what they're saying, especially yeah. with that one symbol they showed from the animated series. 
version of uh, Nightwing. I mean, it does. It's the same general shape, I guess, but it's not. I don't know. Yeah, but at the same time, too, it looks like a bat symbol <laughs> the right way. So. Well, I have always thought. I mean, maybe this is just me personally. That's a really awkward looking bat symbol. Like yeah. it doesn't really look a lot like any bat symbol we've seen. I mean, but when you look at when you see the trailers, I think just a kid using chalk to draw a bat symbol. So plus, plus, like, let's like, let's like let's it. talk about that for a second. How does a kid make like a check mark on the ground, and then all of a sudden it has bat ears on it and it looks like a bat? Like all he did was make a little like L. And then all of a sudden, it looks like a bat. Maybe like, that's how it was edited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. But it's just like... Yeah, yeah because it, it, if you notice, it, if you notice it, in the third trailer, uh, when they come to that scene where the kid is asking if Batman will come back, he's not actually saying that in that scene. It, it's just audio dubbed over the, the picture. True. So, well, they had that... Maybe this is in the new trailer that came out, the Nokia one. Mm-hmm. They had a little yeah. extended shot of him asking that. You can't see where he is asking John Blake on that in that scene. If do you think he'll come back? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one thing I got to give this marketing. Like they, they do a good job of putting out just a few more little tiny shots in each trailer. But like, I mean, if some fan wants to try to piece all the trailers together to make a, a short version of Dark Knight, it would literally be like a five minute version of yeah, the movie. Not like they, they haven't put out much footage at all. But yet they put in just enough do stuff that you're like, oh man, that's yep. cool. Like I love that one shot in the Nokia trailer. I don't know if you guys have watched it enough to like notice this because it's a really short little thing. But um Batman looks like he's in a cave or something and he's lunging at these guys, but it's like they have strobe lights. Yeah. So he's Batman moving, and he's, like, zigzagging and, like, like, like ducking. And yeah, he's, like, dodging bullets real quick. Well, that's, yeah. yeah and, and, and then the last, like, it's literally, like, maybe two seconds. But within two seconds, he goes from being far away to being right up in the guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks really cool. But the um, thing from that trailer that I really like was where, I hope it's, this is how the scene plays out, and that it's not something that was dubbed, but when you see Bane walking towards Batman when they're about to fight, and he calls him Mr. Wayne. Oh, I love that, where yeah. he, like, he looks like he's, um, oh, what do you call those things? Uh, what are those things called that, uh, hold your pants up, the straps that go over your shoulders? Suspenders? Suspenders. It looks like he's holding his suspenders, and it's like, oh, Mr. Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so funny, because, like, he's this guy wearing this military outfit, you know, really buff with his arms exposed, and he looks like he's he's going to hold his suspenders and be like, oh, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> I just thought it was such a funny image. Um, and he's wearing this, Dude, like... Dude, they really look like suspenders. Just the way he held his arms on his shirt or whatever. Oh. Like, he was holding whatever those straps were on his chest. He didn't actually have suspenders on. But, like, <laughs> but that was the image I got, was that he was trying to pretend to be, like, a socialite, like, like, like making fun of, the, of Bruce. And he's just like, oh, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> and it's just, it's such a funny image, but. Yeah, like I said, um, I hope that's, he's actually calling him that when he's in the oh, suit. Oh, yeah. And, not just, and, and I love the delivery, too. Like, I hope that scene's in there. It's just, it's pretty awesome. Um. There's supposed yeah. to be a rumor too that when Spider-Man when Spider-Man comes out, it's supposed to be a another dark trailer. Kill. But a lot of people are saying this might be the Nokia one since oh, that was just like online. It'll probably be in the theaters yeah. now. So I'm more excited. Speaking of trailers, I'm excited to see the Superman one with Dark Knight. Yeah, I haven't too, seen but any for that movie yet, and I'm really excited to see what what tone they go with. You know, and like I mean, we know the supposedly the general plot. 
Um, yeah, but I'm kind of worried, though, because I haven't heard too much as far as if it is going to be attached to it. Usually around the time we kind of get word of when the trailer is going to yeah, be attached to it. Just that one mention that it's probably going to be attached like months ago and then or a month ago or whatever. And then yeah, nothing. it's pretty much all like we're assuming it is. It's just, oh, really? You know, I thought it was kind of not like not official, but like an insider thing that like. That's the thing. I haven't read too much on it at all. It's like, like I said, it's pretty much like an assumption that this is yeah. Warner Brothers' biggest superhero movie. It makes sense for them to attach Superman with it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope it does. I mean, and it would make sense because it's roughly a year before the movie is going to come exactly. out. Yeah. And that's usually when they put out the first teaser. So. It's the same time around the same time when they put the first uh, Dark Knight trailer, Dark Knight Rises yeah. trailer last year. Yeah, I remember I was watching it in Aruba, paying $10 an hour for my internet to watch it. I literally just watched it for an hour, pretty much. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I guess we're that's pretty much it for the Dark Knight stuff. But, um, Tim, since I don't get to talk to you all that much, <laughs> Young Justice, yes. finale, well, mid-season finale, yeah. whatever you want to call it, how awesome was it? I like I, it's awesome, but at the same time, I can't help but be a little disappointed with how the story ended up. Really? As far as uh, Aqualad not really being bad and Artemis not really being dead. I guess I'm the opposite then. I was glad that they finally told – I mean, I, I figured it was true that he wasn't really bad, but I'm, I'm, I was glad when they came out with it. Because I thought that story part was really cool where he, he went bad because uh, his girlfriend died somewhere and they – other members of the team weren't able to help, so we went to his father, Black Manta. That seemed like a pretty yeah. cool storyline. Then maybe at the end of the season, they would have like this big old fight between old friends and all that. But now it just seems like yeah. a big... I mean, I guess, but I, I liked it because he was a really pure, like, good-hearted character, and it seemed so strange to me. Like, I just, I didn't feel right about it. Because even in the other two episodes, episodes, there was, like, a little bit where him and Nightwing would have this small fight, but it would be like it'd be leading up to one big fight at the like end of the season or something where it's like the two old friends are fighting against each other in this one final battle. It's like building up to something that could have been really cool. I was a little disappointed that this ended up being part of, all part of their plan that they're having. I was just I was just happy because I I hated I hated hating him because <laughs> he's supposed to be. I don't I don't like my good guys being ambiguous or being bad guys or, you know, like, I don't, I don't like good guys turning to bad guys. It must be my whole uh, Star Wars bias thing. With Anakin I mean, I guess. I just, <laughs> I just like, that's why, it, so. that's why, like, even though he's a cool character, like, I don't really like the Punisher because he's kind of a dirtbag and he kills people. And, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like vague heroes. And I, don't, I, I didn't like that, especially because he was such a pure character. You know, and, like, lived to do good things and, and, you know, looked up to Aquaman and, like, he was very much, he was kind of like the a young, I don't know how to say it. But, I mean, it was just, it was, I didn't like it. I, I hated that when they made him evil. That's what I, 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 I see how it could be a cool story, and I guess the only thing that I didn't like about it was that I do feel like it was a little too soon. Yeah. There's only been, like, what, ten episodes or something? Not even for this season. Yeah. And well, whatever it is, it's, there's only been a handful. I think maybe it was, like, eight or nine this episode was. Um, and they already kind of came out with it. Like, I feel like it was a little quick for the reveal. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I guess that's kind of what you're saying is they should have played it out and made it a bigger deal. Um, but I, I, I was glad to see – like, I don't really care much about Artemis, but 
you know, I was glad to see that he wasn't really evil. Um, just because I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I think it makes for more interesting stories to have the good guy go bad, and then to have him kill one of his former teammates. I was like, oh man, this is like turning out to be really cool. So imagine the final confrontation they're gonna have. But then it just runs out, eh, it's all part of the plan. But we, which we still don't know what their plan is. Yeah. Which should be interesting to find out what, why they're doing this. And I'm interested to see what happened in that lost time with the, the league. Yeah, that's what I really want to see. But I don't think we'll be seeing them until the end. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess I can agree with you now that I think about it a little more. Because it is kind of a letdown. Because that, that was what was really cool about Invasion was they jumped and then there were so many changes. Yep. And now all the changes are starting to melt away, and they're like, okay, well, it didn't really happen. Um, so I guess but it I guess, was still a cool episode, though. I really liked it. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, I guess you're right. I just, I, 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 I felt it kind of annoyed me though that they made him evil. So <laughs> like that part of it is good to me that they they revealed that he's not really evil. But I guess you are right that even if they were going to go that way, they did it. They, they. They revealed that knowledge way too quick, and uh, oh yeah, that's the one thing I wanted to talk about too. Uh, do either of you guys know about the the Wii U, the new Wii that's coming out? Yeah, we talked about the Arkham City thing. Yeah, what what is it? I, I didn't really see like, like I mean the controller looks really interesting. Like you get basically a second screen that has extra stuff in it. That's the thing they're trying to get to that it does have extra stuff, but it's not really. Basically, what all it's, it's going to be pretty much is you get some extra armor like skins for your character for Batman and Catwoman, and then what you see on your map when you pause it, like choose your items. Instead of pausing, you can just look down on the controller screen and do things that way. Although I like the idea that they're saying this controller is also a keypad on Batman's arm. So, like, you pull up your arm on the screen, and then you can use the thing like that? Was yeah, it's pretty much what's on your screen and then your menu on there. You just look at your controller now instead of pausing. But I did also read that apparently it's basically the exact same, like, the Game of the Year edition version. Yeah, like it's the exactly the same. They're trying so, to build it up that it's different, but if you're ready to I mean, I know, it it's before, not, I know it's not a different game, but I was just thinking, like, I, I don't know. It seemed interesting. I don't know that component. Um but yeah, I think it's still I'm good. not gonna get a I'm not gonna get a Wii U anyways, so <laughs> doesn't really matter. Um, well, I think it came out after you guys did the last uh, cast, the Lego Batman Two. Have either of you played it? Yeah, I got it. I, I think you did. How is it? It's cool. Yeah, but I haven't played it as much as I wanted to though. But I'm at a fifth level, mm-hmm. and so far I haven't gotten to any Justice League member. It's just Batman and Robin so far. I did bump into <laughs> Superman, which is pretty funny. My friend posted on Twitter. I thought it was really funny. He's like, my whole life was just, uh, my my whole life was just to get to this point where I play Superman fly, or I fly around Lego Superman with a John Williams theme. That's <laughs> yeah. all my life is. Like that that was the whole meaning for my life and I was like, wow, really? Um, that seems like a cool part. I haven't made it to that where I can actually yeah. be Superman, but they say whenever you take control of him and fly around the city they play the John Williams theme, which is pretty cool. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. How is the voice acting in it? It's really good, yeah, it fits the tone. Is there anyone else, uh, now that it's actually come out, is there anyone other than Clancy Brown from the animated stuff? Not yet so far. Oh. I mean, Batman's different, Robin is, Superman's different, Joker's different, yeah. yeah. It's kind of strange that uh, out of all characters, they uh, get Clancy Brown for Lex Luthor as... Maybe he was the only one that was willing to do it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they went to all of them, and, they're all, and Conroy's like, no. <laughs> they, they went to Daly, he said no. They went to Newburn, he said no. So they just, you know, whatever. Uh, anyways, um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? 
I mean, yeah, the, the one of the big news that made my week for Batman stuff was today they just announced the second volume for the animated series. Oh soundtrack. yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Finally, yes. <laughs> Four years later, we're finally getting a second volume. <laughs> now I like scores and I like soundtracks, like, but I just I don't I don't know if. I don't know how to put this without sounding like a jerk. Um, you don't like it, just say it. <laughs> no, I do like it, but I don't know. Like, is it really worthwhile? You think? For me, like, yeah. to not only have one volume but have two. Well, there were some songs that I wish were on the first volume that hopefully are on this one. For some certain episodes, I thought I had some great music on there. I guess yeah, you see, the problem with that is it is. Well, I mean, you're not a diehard fan like Tim is for the animated series. It's very true. What so, you saying, it's possible. <laughs> Sounded like you were saying something, Dan, before that. No, no, I, I just wanted to say that you're not as hardcore as Tim is because you suck. <laughs> well, you're not as hardcore as Tim is because you also suck. I know. <laughs> Basically, neither of us are as cool as Tim. <laughs> I highly doubt that. <laughs> hey, man, you've had tons of adventures. You, you, you were a Marine that had a girlfriend in Georgia or something, um, and you were a break dancer uh, out in Los Angeles. And All in my Stormtrooper costume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forget what else you were. You were you, you've been many things. I think I was a sheriff too. Yeah, yeah. You, you've you've led a colorful life. Um. <laughs> all in five years, just like that, man. <laughs> on top of all of that, you know, uh, Tim is actually Tim Robbins in disguise. <laughs> so Tim, Tim Robbins, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, what was it like working with Morgan Freeman? On Shawshank Redemption. Not as good as working with uh, everyone on the Green Lantern movie, because I had such an integral <laughs> oh, yeah. part in that movie, but without it, it would have done even worse than the box office if I wasn't in it. As Hector Hammond's father. Come on, can't get more important yeah. than that. Yeah, that was, that was I mean, i got to say, Tim, that was, if anything was going to be the masterpiece of Tim Robbins, I think it's Green Lantern. How I didn't get an Oscar nomination, I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> Like, like, who cares about Ryan Reynolds, really? Everybody went to go scene? see Tim Robbins. What? Did you see my death scene in the movie where the flames came right at me? That <laughs> <laughs> must have been hard to shoot. That looked pretty scary. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, so, yeah, the second volume comes. It's still like having a... So how many discs? Is it two disc sets? No, it's four disc set, which is pretty cool. Wow. And then there's so going to be, be eight discs of Batman score? Then there's going to be a 36-page booklet that comes with it, too. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I really can't wait for it. I just want to know what's going to be on it. <laughs> there's one episode in particular that I really hope they put the whole score on there, uh, Appointment in Crime Alley. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scores out of the whole series, so hoping it's on there. And then, Are either of you – oh, sorry, what were you going to say? This is how they're releasing it. At first, when I heard about it, I got kind of worried that it was a Comic-Con exclusive. Because uh-huh. they said it's going to be just, you can get, like, an advanced copies during the week of Comic-Con. But then when I read further down, it said it would go on sale July 19th. So, first oh, I was okay. like, I have to get Comic-Con tickets <laughs> just to get this. <laughs> Are you going to go? No. Really close? No. No. Is it just, like, nothing there interests you, or is it the crowds? Or Yeah, it's really just the whole convention thing, just, like, big crowds and... <laughs> Probably not be able, pretty much just waiting in line all day for one thing, maybe that you really want to see. That, that's my least favorite part of conventions, especially the bigger ones. Like the bigger they get, like you just have to wait online all day. That's, yeah, that's pretty much your whole day. Yeah, and that's just to go to like one panel. You have to pick which panel you really want to go to, and then you gotta wait in line all day and miss everything else just to go to one. If I were to go, I would just be hitting up all the animated stuff. <laughs> like 
the DC animated movies, if they have a talent for that, I'd be there for that. Yeah. That'd probably be it, because I probably wouldn't be able to make any comic panels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. So, Tim, if it was a Star Wars convention, and George Lucas, um, all of the producers, Irving Kirshner, they raised him from the dead, um, <laughs> <laughs> and that other guy that directed Jedi. Oh, um, dead too. <laughs> So um, basically, a celebration came to California. Well, that's no, no, and no, no. Wait, I'm not done yet, Tim. <laughs> and George Lucas was autographing lightsabers <laughs> for free. Yeah, those are two things that'll never happen. George Lucas signing <laughs> and for free. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> It'd be like five dollars. That's the, well, back in uh, 2010, they had the Celebration Five, where George Lucas was actually there. They had this big old. Like Q&A session with him. It was in Florida, but I didn't make a trip out Is he going to be there this year? I don't think so. They haven't announced anything that he is, but I think they would have by now. So I, I was thinking about going, but I don't know if I will or not. Yeah, go for me, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really close. Like, I really could go, but I, I, I don't know. I didn't um, even go to the one that was in L.A. back in 07. Oh, really? <laughs> was it on your radar? Did you want to go? I was, I was, like, debating. Just like I just don't like these conventions with these big crowds and all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, that's a big con, too, so it's going to have lines. Like yeah, we I, talk. But I always hear, like, you got to go. They're so great. <laughs> the Star Wars celebration. That's what I've heard. Yeah, so you know, kind of makes but, me feel bad as a fan of not going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so I guess before we get into the comics, uh, we have the, of course, I have to have every week, I find one reference of Batman in something I like. Uh, and my reference for this week is uh, from Suits on USA, uh, one of my favorite shows right now. Um, there's uh, these two characters, Harvey and Mike. They're the main characters on the show. And so Mike says, "So we're a team now." And Harvey says, "I wouldn't move my things. I wouldn't move my things into Wayne Manor just yet." And Mike says, "So what? You're Batman now?" It's pretty short. But <laughs> if you watch that show, you'll 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 chuckle to yourself. Um, you Gary. I don't watch enough TV, man. <laughs> I don't have time so anymore. Much. TV, it's incredible. Well, you watch no TV, so of course it's going to seem like a lot to you. I could watch two TV shows a week, and it would seem like a lot to you. But anyway, yeah, but you watch like ten shows, like oh, the, this one scene in Fringe, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a really bad viewer because like I, I watch two or three shows a week, and I really want to watch like fifteen, and I just I can't watch all of them. So like I pick a few that I want to watch. Um, and then I, I download, and when I have time, I go through some of the rest of them. But, yeah, there's a lot of good TV out there, man. Don't be knocking it. All right, so uh, I guess we're ready to get into the comics. Uh, as always, the comics part of this podcast is spoiler-filled, so if you haven't read them, then, you know, don't listen to it just yet. Pause it, fast-forward, whatever you want to do. Um, we have it for Wednesday the 20th and Wednesday the 27th. We have... Batman Beyond Unlimited 5, Batwoman 10, Birds of Prey 10, Catwoman 10, Nightwing 10, Red Hood and the Outlaws 10, uh, Batman the Dark Knight 10, Teen Titans 10, and Batman Inc. number 2. So, I guess who wants to start first for the 20th? Well, we should um, give our ratings. Yeah, our rating system. Uh, Yeah, so so this week we're going to use... Selena Kyle cleavage shots drawn by Gillian March, which is a, a, a masterful, uh, a masterful line given to us by Dane this week. He picked it, so more of his great art. Ups to Dane. Ups to Dane. Um, yeah, I'm an artist, okay? <laughs> oh, that's right. 
Dame, Dame is a, a real wordsmith. <laughs> um, so, yeah, who wants to start? I guess we'll go with uh, probably my favorite book out of the two weeks, uh, Batman Beyond Unlimited Number 5. I mean, so uh, far... No, I've read all the digital ones. Which What stories were included in that? For this one, it was the one where it goes into detail that uh, guy who killed... Who, actually killed like Terry's dad and who worked for Derek Bowers okay. as one of his soldiers. And then they went into the flashback of uh, Green Lantern and Hawkgirl team up from Justice League as far as the origin for Warhawk. Warhawk. And then the second part, or third part actually, for the Superman Beyond where he's dealing with Lex Luthor's daughter. But I'm really enjoying the, uh, just the single, the solo Batman Beyond stories, not where he's with the Justice League. And, yeah. The story that they had with this one was really cool, I thought, as far as getting more background to the guy who actually killed his dad. But Terry doesn't really know it. But the only thing I didn't like was that he was uh, the great, like, Joe Chill was his great uncle. And then it just kind of sounded like too coincidental that the person who killed Bruce Wayne's parents, part of his relative, was responsible for killing Terry's parents. Yeah. I mean, if they just would have had it where we got into this guy's background story, how he, he worked his way up into the soldier's like the personal guard for Derek Powers, and then he was someone who was good, but he was just doing his job, and then he regretted killing his dad later on, and now he became like a, pretty much a bum where he has no job, and he just lives in like the slums of Gotham, and then at the end, these, there were these guys who were breaking into his house, and then he, he fights them off, and he kind of realized what he should be doing instead of just feeling sorry for himself and feeling guilty, he'll start to make a difference. So it looks like it's going to end where he's going to become a vigilante, Okay. Almost like a – seems like he might go, like, the Punisher route, but we'll see. But um, I just don't like the fact that it's he's tied in with Joe Chill as a relative. It just seems it too coincidental. It does seem like – yeah. Like, I mean, I get why they're doing it because it – you know, I don't know. Because they like to draw the parallels between Bruce and Terry. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I understand. It, it does seem like kind of, I guess, the obvious choice. But I guess that's the problem is it seems a little too coincidental. Yeah, I agree. You know, like – the story was fine by itself. Like it didn't need that for it to become more like to draw you in more to make it more interesting. It was like it was fine yeah. on its own. But I definitely am liking the Batman Beyond Unlimited, and I like that there's. I mean, maybe you guys won't like it. I, I like that there's a mix to it. Yeah, I like I that you that. get Bat- Batman's Batman future Batman solo stories. I like that you get uh, some of Batman with the Future Justice League, and I like that you get the Future Superman. But they're all kind of like. You know, you get one at a time. You know, so it's you get you get a few different things going on, and you have a few different storylines. And I mean, I know what you're saying, Tim. You like the uh, the solo stories, but I, I really do kind of like that future Justice League. Yeah, it's cool too. I think that's I, kind of fun. Although I'm is, I'm yeah. definitely glad that it's not just that. Yeah, you know, I like fun. that there's solo Batman stuff there too, because um, you know, then it's kind of like a continuation of the cartoon. Yeah, and even the flashback, so. like the Warhawk origin story we got, is cool yeah. too. I hope we get that with. All the yeah. other members, too. Because it's like the Justice League series continuing on. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't really, even in the shows, we haven't really explored that team much. Yeah. You know? Like, they just kind of, like, here are these people, and this is a future Green Lantern, and this is, you know, this person, and, and that's basically all we know. And you so. find out what happens to the members of the Justice League. Like, in the previous issue, we found out Vixen gets killed. And in this oh, issue, right. uh, Hawkman gets killed as, like, a sacrifice to make peace with uh, Ran and Thanagar. So it's yeah. cool that we're finding out what happens it to is the cool. characters. Definitely. That's what I, I really love this. They're doing it with this and with Smallville, too, where they're just – I love that they're bringing things back from TV, yep. you know? I, I mean, you wouldn't have gotten this 10 years ago. Um, 
you know, but thanks to some of the experimental stuff, like the, the Buffy season, was it eight or nine yeah. or whatever? And then, you know, I mean, because of stuff like that, I, I love that they're doing it, you know, that we're, we're getting to see more stories. Um, and, and from some, uh, or really, I guess most of the, um, examples, like from the original creators, even, you know, I think that's kind of neat. So anyways, um, uh, what would you rate it, Tim? So I'd probably give it four and a half, uh, Selena Kyle cleavage shots drawn by Gillian March. <laughs> I, I, if it didn't I have that Joe think... Chill connection, I might've given it a five, cause I liked all the stories in this. See that that didn't. I mean, I understand why it bothers you, but I don't think it would bother me enough to make it. And I think I would say a four point five though, just because it's not perfect as a book. Yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> but the Joe Chill thing really wouldn't change my score if I thought it was a five. But anyways, I, yeah, I guess I'll agree with you. It's a solid four to four and a half. Selena Kyle cleavage shots drawn by Gil March, um, out of a million. <laughs> so, well, I guess then I would have to make it higher than that. Uh, Nine hundred. Nine hundred ninety-nine thousand out of a million. Yeah, that, that seems like a solid number. Anyways, <laughs> uh, did, did you read it, Dane? I guess not. You probably was spoken up. No. Okay. No. What do you want to pick one? But, yeah, let's go into Bound Woman Ten, which I'm sure you guys didn't read. Yeah, I didn't read. Um, it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, again, I I love this issue, especially you know the way that. Williams and Blackman juggle, like, five different stories spanning, I think, a week, a week's worth of time in this issue. Mm -hmm. Um, For one thing, it isn't the easiest thing to write or read, for that matter. (laughs) And (laughs) and who else is doing that in comics? I mean, who else is doing that? Doing Um, what? Juggling five different stories from different time periods that all, you know, they're all part of one story, but, um, I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to follow, but going back and connecting the stories to the previous issues is really fun, and it's it's entertaining, especially if you like the characters and, you know, seeing the timeline of the other stories get closer to the now story just gets you pumped for the conclusion, and, and with this issue, we get a pretty big plot twist with the Sune character that I I really couldn't conceive or predict, to be honest, I mean, I did not see this coming, but if it came about it, I think the multiple story issue really works for the plot twist because I got a little confused and thought for some reason that the Morrow story uh, took place in the now time period. Mm-hmm. Morrow isn't really in this final battle, and I didn't realize that until after I read the issue. But um, that's the other thing, too. Since the time period of the stories are getting closer and closer, you can kind of sit back and take a look at the bigger picture and see what's going on instead of seeing them as minute, you know, closed-off, separate stories. Um, My only criticism, though, of this issue is that we don't get a lot of scenes with the Colonel or Maggie, especially when all of Gotham's newspaper editorials are criticizing her and the, the Colonel is breaking down. You know, he's admitting that he loved... Um, Beth more than he loves Kate and I, I just thought that was such a poignant scene and I, I guess that's all there was to it but um, yeah I, I'd really like to see a little more of you know that whole thing with Maggie and how that affects her relationship with Kate if it even does at all um, it's kind of like when it starts to get really interesting and I'm not saying that those stories are uninteresting the story is cut off but I guess it's so that 
us readers are, you know, anxiously awaiting the next issue. But um, overall, it was, you know, another great issue by Williamson Blackman and, you know, Trevor McCarthy. You know, his art was awesome to look at. And it was great seeing, you know, J.H. Williams cover again. So I'm going to give this one four. Four, um, what was it? <laughs> uh, Selena Kyle, Clive's Shots, drawn by Gilly Marsh out of five. I'm glad you love it so much. I just, yeah, I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to be a jerk. But Why don't you like it? It's just, it's, maybe it's gotten better or, or changed once it got off that story arc and stuff, but it seems to me it's always just really weird, and I don't, I don't like it. Like the the stuff with the yeah, but it's a the, original um, idea. It's I, a I, I I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not my thing. I don't like it. Like I mean, I can see why you like it. I can I can I can respect the things in it that are good. But I just it's especially like like the the vampire and werewolf things. Atlanta they do a lot like the, a lot of the weird supernatural choices and it's just and and um. I know I'm. I, uh, I don't want to say it. I don't really like J.H. Williams' art. There, I'm saying it. Oh, cool. oh. <laughs> I'm saying it. <laughs> Especially like the way he makes her look all pale and stuff, and like I don't know, it just looks weird to me. I don't. I don't like it. It's on the guard. I understand. I, I understand why you like it, and I, I'm not saying like again. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it looks weird to me, and I don't like it. It's just uh, and. Well, um, I mean, you also like Superman, so I can understand why. <laughs> as sophisticated as us Batman fans. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to go into that. How about Nightwing 10? This one was all right for me. Um, I like where the story is going, and I like that Dick is trying to rebuild the amusement mile, and I like how Kyle Higgins incorporated Sonya Zuko from the... Um, the Black Mirror run, uh, Black Mirror. Um, I like how he incorporated her into that part of the story where she plays an integral part rather than the average woman, you know, kind of an eye candy thing. And that goes all around, including Lucius Fox and the people from Haley Circus. Um, they're not just there to be there, they actually play a part in the story. Um, I also like the part with Gordon and Detective Nee, is it? Yeah. Detective Nye? Detective Nee? Either one. Let's just call him Detective Nee. Uh, yeah, I really like that character. I mean, he's just a character that you love to hate. And Higgins writes him really, really good. And not to mention the deputy mayor, which was kind of, kind of surprising because there are such things as good politicians in Gotham. But... I'm not holding my breath because of the whole Lincoln Marsh thing. but um, He's going to be Dick's brother. <laughs> yeah, Dick's brother. <laughs> it's a really old man, but hey, it can happen. Uh, anyways, it, you know, it, it was a great story, and more than anything, I liked how Higgins, you know, connected several previous stories into this story and made it Dick's story, even though he's still in Batman's shadow. What I didn't like, though, was the new villain Paragon and his group of villains – I mean, they they just scream boring and bland, and I'm really turned off by him and his whole group. I also didn't like how some of the parts featuring uh, these new, I mean, the the villain group were written. Like the whole scene in the tattoo parlor. I mean, do those guys just sit around in the costumes all day in a tattoo parlor? 
But, Either that or I they're mean, in the closet somewhere and they just go and grab them when they need it. Yeah, I know. They're just sitting down. But um, I know it's it's the first issue of a new story and the connections really haven't been made yet. So hopefully these notes will be more than what we've seen so far. And hopefully they'll be connected to this detective knee guy. Um, but just thinking about the villain group and detective knee, um, well, I mean, it, if... Um, you know, Detective Nee and the villain group are working together. I don't know. It it just seems like a stretch for for a GCPD detective who hates the Bat Family to fight them with a group of villains. But I, mean, I guess that's comics. <laughs> yeah, that's more um, what I was trying to say. By the way, earlier. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, other than that, I I like this issue. Art was great. Although I wish Eddie Barrels would do a. A little more than eight to ten pages. I mean, I want to see a full issue of this art with a with a nice cover. Yeah, and the cover that. was amazing, but I couldn't I couldn't help but think that this cover would have been perfect for that Night of Owls issue where Dick gets stabbed by all of those owl knives. Yeah, that's a good point. But um, yeah, it was an awesome awesome cover nonetheless. Yeah, because I really want to nothing see bad it. really happens to him like that in this issue. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of one of those covers. Yeah, it's kind of one of those covers where it's a cover. That looks cool, but it has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to see where Higgins is going with this story. Um, so I'll hold off on my rating until you go with him. <laughs> You're just going to copy my score, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree with you for the most part. I thought it was a good issue, but I don't think it's one of the Kyle Higgins' best Nightwing stories. I think I like more of the subplots, like you said, with him and uh, Sonya Zuko. And him trying to rebuild, like, that amusement mile. Did you think that that was kind of weird, though? Not really. He's trying to do things um, on his own, Dick, without asking Bruce. And then, so, this might be his only chance to do that, because it says she's the only one who's interested in his plan, so. And plus, he has, if it's still in continuity with the Black Mirror, which I assume it is, he still, he has a good idea of how she works and that that if he can trust her or not, so. I didn't think it was too weird that he's getting involved with her in this business deal. Did you find it to be weird that he was, like, so easily willing to work with her? I did. <laughs> because why would he go to um, someone that's related to the man that killed his parents? But I, I, I can also see it as, you know, she's a reformed person. She's a good person. Yeah. She's not like her father. So, yeah, I, I can kind of see where you're coming from. He even said that, too. He's like, if anyone knows, he says to her, if anyone knows how important it is to uh, carve their own path, it's, it would be you. Or something like that, where, like, they're both trying to, like, break away from their father figures, I guess, and do things their own way. But, uh, like you said, too, Dane, I didn't get all into the story point with the with the Republic of Tomorrow, with what they call themselves, and that villain Paragon. It's besides from the part where uh, uh, Dick captures all those guys in the tattoo parlor, and then he uh, interrogates that guy just by swinging him across the city real quick to get the information. That was probably the only good part of that whole end sequence with this new group. So I think there's some good story points in here, like you said. So let's wait to see how it goes. So I'll probably give it uh, three Selena Kyle Cleavage shots out of Con by Gillian March out of five. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go a half a step more than you. I'm going to give it, well, I mean, because of, um, you know, Eddie Barrows. So I'm going to give it a three and a half Selena Kyle Cleavage shots drawn by Gillian March out of five. I'm going to go a step below. <laughs> I'm going to go two and a half Gillian March uh, Cleavage shots of. Selena Kyle? Can I say it out of order? Yeah, it backwards, that... but it's okay. <laughs> All right. The point the point's out there. Selena Kyle uh, has a lot of cleavage shots when Gil March draws her. That's what we're trying well, to say. 
Gary, you still haven't told us why you didn't like it. <laughs> I can't remember, all right? I really can't remember. I just, I, by that point, I guess I was out of it, and I, I don't remember. I, I just, I didn't like it. And what you guys are saying, like, I didn't like that detective guy. Um, yes, for me, I, I agree with you there, Gary, because it's, I just thought it this reminded me, like, oh, no, this is another uh, Lieutenant Flores of the Dark Knight. There's, like, another... Yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was trying to say earlier, kind of, was that, like, I feel like it's been done before. You yeah, know, I, kind of the the cop with a vendetta, you know, like, and then and then kind of some of the things you guys were saying, like, it just seems weird that, you know, he would go to a villain and, or, you know, someone that, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I didn't, I didn't really like it, and that's about all I can say. But surprisingly, I decided to pick up another title this week, uh, and I kind of did like it, Birds of Prey. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, you know what, Court of Owls is over, so it won't be connected to that. I'll give it a shot. Um, and it was pretty interesting. Like, I'm, you guys probably didn't read it, but, but Batman comes in, um, and he basically, like, berates the team and says they're sloppy and, like, um. <laughs> that might be worth it just to pick it up for that. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 he, and he, uh, he criticizes, uh, Black Canary for having Ivy on the team and says he can't trust her and, um, and then Batgirl's really awkward because she's kind of caught in the middle, um. You know, because she's allegiance has has an allegiance with Batman, but at the same time, she's with this team now, so she's she kind of defends both of them and plays like the the kind of the mother, like you know, like well, Bruce, you know that's true and this is true, but that's you know, and and really kind of kind of tries to calm things down. But uh, oh, that's right, that's, that was another thing. He, he also um, he criticized uh, Starling um, because uh, you know she's she's um. But basically, he he says they're all kind of foolish for trusting poison ivy, and they're all like sloppy and basically shouldn't be a team, uh, especially in his city. <laughs> so yeah, um, there's that. But then uh, there's also kind of a cool flashback where Black Canary, uh, I guess she, since I haven't been reading, like decided to stop using her Canary Cry because it killed someone or did something oh, really? bad. Uh, something happened where she decided to not use her powers, um, and she had a flashback to, like, an emotional thing with her husband where her husband told her that um, that she should embrace her power, and then she started to think otherwise, and then she used her powers to save the team. It, it was kind of a weird, like, after-school special type of thing. Um, but uh, overall, like, I liked it, actually, surprisingly. And I think it was partially because it was just decent, but I expected it to be bad. So, you know, kind of over-exceeded my expectations. Um, I'm sure having Batman in it didn't hurt either. Yeah, and that was cool, too, especially because I, I love it I love it when he takes people to task. Yeah. You know, and he's just like, hey, you, you're doing this wrong, or, you know, you shouldn't be doing this, or, you know, you're just, you're bad. <laughs> like, you know, um, it, it, was, it was pretty fun. And it was also kind of cool because uh, – like he was trying to berate them, and Starling and Black Canary were just like, "Well, f you," <laughs> um, and kind of threw it back at his face. And it was kind of funny to see Batgirl squirm in between the rest of them. Um, so that that was definitely like the the best scene in the book. But um, I was actually kind of surprised. So I, I was glad that I picked it up because I, um, you know, I kind of had given up on it. But I figured I'd give it one more shot, so I did. And it was alright. I don't know if I'll be getting the next one. Um, I'll thumb through it and see if it looks good. But um, I'm definitely willing 
to to pick up Birds of Prey again. So uh, I, I never guess, even gave it a chance. <laughs> yeah, and I, I almost didn't either. But um, you know, I read the first two issues because I was trying to read everything in the new Fifty Two, yeah. um, and then I realized instantly that that was a fool's errand. So yeah. I stopped doing that. Um, but now, uh, you know, I figured I'd pick it up because I mean, it is kind of a Batman-related title, and no one else ever reads it. It's kind of an Asriel situation, uh, where although you know, I didn't really have any hopes for this book like I did with Asriel. Um, but no one else really reads it, so I figured I should try. You're the only person in America that had hope for Hasbro. <laughs> I don't know, man. A lot of people really like Nightfall. Like, I've, t- I've talked to a lot of people yeah. that that was their first yeah, that's, story. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and honestly, I, I knew my I had lofty uh, expectations that probably weren't going to be met, um, especially once it wasn't even Gene Paul Valley. Um, and he wasn't even referenced, barely. Uh, barely. So, yeah, that's the other thing, too, Gary. What's up? You do know it's Jean-Paul, right? I don't care, man. <laughs> that's how I said it when I was a kid when I read it the first time. That's what I'm going to say. I did the same thing, too. <laughs> I was always, too well, later on, where I started calling him Jean-Paul Valley. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I pick up some things. Like, I call him Raish instead of Roz now. but well, That's a must. Uh, but, you know. That's wrong. <laughs> But I, I kind of, you know, uh, Night, Night, Nightfall was my first comics I ever read, so I still, I hearken back to being a kid, and I call him Gene Paul, and I'm going to call him whatever I want to call him, so. <laughs> um, anyways, I guess, I don't think I gave it a rating yet, did I? Um, I would give it uh, three and a half Selena Kyle cleavage shots driven by Gillen March. I think it was pretty good, so, Yeah. I was I was actually kind of surprised. I, I would give it a four, but I just can't. In good <laughs> Not that good, yeah. Um, no. If if I read the next one and it's still okay, like pretty good, then maybe I'll rate it. But I think it won't be because, um, like I said, one of the coolest parts of it was having Batman in it, and I'm sure he's not going to be in it again. Yeah. Although I do think it's better now that it has Batgirl on the team. Um, but, you know, maybe that's just me. So, anyways, uh, yeah, three and a half – uh, Selena Kyle, gratuitous cleavage shots driven by Gil and March out of a billion. Um, I have to raise the number each time. Uh, who wants to take on one of the other things from the 20th? We got... Uh, the only Cat- other one I read was Catwoman number 10. Or, or, yeah. or Did anyone read it? Did you read it then, Dane? Red Hood? No, I did, I did not read okay. it. Yeah, so... We're just going to go Catwoman. Red Hood and say yeah. probably bad. <laughs> what do you think about Catwoman, Tim? Yeah, it's just still waiting for, like, a really good issue of Catwoman, and this one wasn't it still. I mean, it's not horrible, but at really? the same time, it's not uh, that good either. I, th- I thought that this was it. I mean, it, it, it wasn't like a, oh, Batman, um, Batman 10 or whatever, but it was like, um, it was a, it was better than what we've already, what we've already seen. Yeah, well, the thing for me, it just reminded the villain, this dollhouse guy or girl, whatever he is, it just reminded me too much of the doll maker villain from Detective, where it's like, yeah, they look different and their agenda seemed different, but the whole doll aspect of their, I guess, gimmick of their supervillain just seems too familiar. But but you do have to admit that Winnick does it better than Daniel, right? Yeah, I think this is a little better. I mean, <laughs> the fact that he takes these kids and then he actually kills them and has them displayed as dolls is a lot more... It's creepier, yeah, creepy and freaky than the doll maker was in Detective. I still got that vibe that it was kind of familiar to that. And then the yeah. 
that twist at the end where that guy Sparks you've been working with turned out to be he's going to betray her and like turn her into yeah. those corrupt cops. I mean, we, I think we kind of at least I saw that coming right when they started teaming up together. <laughs> it wasn't a big shocker to me. Yeah, you see, I, I didn't really because I mean, I was just so sick of that character, and I I thought he was just going to be. Another nameless, dumb character that we're going to forget in a week. Oh, really? I'm thinking that that was the reason why I didn't see it. And I was just like, whatever, more Sherlock stuff. You, know, let's... you thought he was going to be another uh, cat girl? <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what's Katrina? her name? Katrina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and he wears the same exact outfit with those little furry claw things. <laughs> yeah. It, it was so great how Tony Daniel wrote off that character. Yeah. Yeah, she went off to school. She, she's not <laughs> She just left. It's all right. It's all right. She's gone now. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of with you, I guess, Tim. Uh, I mean, I kind of expected that when Spark came into play, but at the same time, I am kind of interested to see the big showdown that's going to come, um, and I'm hoping that it'll bring in another Batman cameo, because again, the Batman cameo is probably the best part of this book. Uh, what else was I going to say? I had something in my head. Oh, yeah. Is it just me? Or are... I mean, I'm getting tired of these dollhouse-type villains. Yeah, that's kind of what I was... Like, it seems like we're getting a lot of these type of... And, like, even more than just the the other guy you mentioned um, from Batman. But then, like, you know, if you think back a little further, the Professor Pig and everything, like, it seems like... It seems like that's what they're trying to do, is introduce new villains, but they're all kind of, like... Just cookie cutter weirdos. Yeah, they end up being the same. They're almost the same character as seems. Yeah, like just for like gross out factor yeah. almost. You know, and like there's That's no Hydra's doing with the Court of Owls. The talent is so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like except for that, um, there hasn't really been a whole lot of like master plan type villains that like, you know, they're not making new Rachel Ghouls or new Banes, you know, that have these really cool plans and and like well thought out stuff it's just more like freaky uh saw type villains yeah you know and i just i don't know i'm kind of getting tired of it yeah, to be I honest i agree but um the book wasn't bad i mean it wasn't great it wasn't the worst but it's not as bad as uh as um you know catwoman and batman getting down <laughs> but so i mean i guess you started tim what do you want to rate it um i probably just give it Two and a half, Selena Kyle cleavage shots drawn by Gillian March. And it fits. <laughs> I think there was more than that, though, in this issue. <laughs> oh, there's probably at least double that just in this one issue. Um, yeah. So what do you think, Dane? It was great to see Gillian March in the book again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there was an issue or two where he didn't do the art. And I think this is his last issue. Oh, really? It's either this issue or next issue. He's leaving the book pretty soon, and I really like his art. So um, I'm going to give it a, a three. No, a, a two and a half Selena Kyle cleavage shots drawn by Gillian March out of five because every point that you guys made, except <laughs> I, I like this Dollmaker thing. I mean, when we first go into that Dollmaker, or not, sorry, not Dollmaker, Dollhouse, <laughs> when we first go into his um, little hideout, I mean, that scene was just creepy. So, yeah, two and a half. So, yeah. I kind of cleavage house drop by Gillian March out of five. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I just, 
I feel like it's been done a lot, especially lately. You know, like Detective Comics, that was a few months ago. I mean, I guess... Almost a year ago now. Yeah. But I mean, still, like, it's... And I feel like I feel like there's more that they can do if they want to make a new villain. You know, they can make them significant rather than just for creepiness factor, you know. Um, but anyways, uh, regardless of that, I think I'll give it... I think I'll give it three gratuitous uh, cleavage shots drawn by Gil March um, out of 18 gazillion. <laughs> Getting um, higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so high, it's not even a real number. Um, You're going to go to yeah. Google Plex next. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Infinity. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, Let us talk about the Dark Knight. Yes, okay. <laughs> we've lead it, lead we've it, finally we finally have an issue of Dark Knight worth buying for more than the art. I mean, I, I was really cautious with this issue. I mean, yeah, it's Greg Hurwitz. I like this Penguin mini miniseries, but still, I thought this book was destined to suck forever. So, I actually, read about half of it in my comic shop before buying it, <laughs> and I have to say, what a change. What a change in tone for this and story in this book. I mean, right from the first page with the scarecrow sewing his lips together, I was hooked. And I couldn't believe I actually liked it. And that scene is so creepy. I mean, it's, it, it starts out with scarecrow sewing his lips together. And then he goes down into what looks like a serial killer dungeon or holding cell to administer his fear toxin into the little girl. Yeah. He, he more than likely. Uh, kidnapped or had kidnapped it was just downright creepy and it it's it's a great it's such a great way to start off this issue and start off this new run and the rebirth of this series and it's a great look at you know or a psychotic look at you know the scarecrow character and And can we talk about how they actually used gordon wright yeah (laughs) yeah Finally, like, what was it? Well, what was that uh, book I was talking I'm not about? Holding, uh, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. I'm really not holding my breath. But it seems like Hurwitz isn't going to add in all that stuff where that guy's trying to take his job. And, yeah, there's no forms at all you know. in this issue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please keep it this way. Keep it this way. What was it? Was it, was it Batgirl I was talking about on the last podcast I was on where they had Gordon in it and he basically did nothing? It's possible. I, mean, I think it was Batgirl, like with, with the. I think it was Batgirl during Night of Owls, and yeah. it was just like, like Gordon was just sitting at his desk and was like, "Oh, don't, no, don't worry about that. Don't send out a cop car there." Yeah, it was Batgirl. Like, he literally did nothing. Like it was just like, and I feel like he's been misused with the whole New Fifty Two, pretty much. And it was it was really cool to see him actually work with Batman and. You know, do a sting, and it was. How cool was it for him to just get the drop on Batman, where he leaves without Batman noticing? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and another thing too is the. I mean, I was actually surprised I liked this part, but the the scene with Bruce and um, Natalia. Yeah, I I was really surprised to see that she wasn't another typical comic book woman or typical um, chick that goes out with Bruce Wayne. Um, you know, she actually seems, you know, she actually seems smart and talented, and it's her own person who brings up, you know, along with Damien later on in the issue, 
uh, one of Bruce's biggest and most obvious flaws that he he's not really there. Um, at first, I thought this part kind of dragged this issue down, but after thinking about it, you know, it, it really does work in this issue, and you know, there's actual depth there. There's actually there's actual meaning for that scene. It's not just you know, oh, Bruce Bruce had sex with some chick. And now he has to brush her off to go be Batman. It's a little more than that. With all that, I, that's the only part where I, I probably gonna disagree with you. Where I just felt that whole thing with uh, that girl he's in the tide is something a little like shoehorned in there, where it didn't really fit with the overall Scarecrow storyline. Really? Uh, yeah, just kind of like what you were saying. It was just another way to show that Bruce can't have a serious relationship with anyone because he's a busy with Batman, and then she's she's yeah. like he's more than that, and then. I'm- some kind of typical to me is like all those other relationships where he, the girls leave him more because he's not there, only for like. I'm kind of thinking that that's going to play into the um, the scarecrow part, not not Natalia, but what she's saying, she and Damien are saying mm-hmm. um, that you know there's an emptiness in Bruce. He's not there for people, but um, you know, anyways. Like you, like you said, I really like the Gordon thing, and you know he's not treated as an afterthought. He's actually part of the story. Yeah, like he's um, not just shown in the office and, once, you know, or like turning on yeah. the the signal. <laughs> yeah, and I really like that whole part where Gordon goes home and is exposed to that fear toxin. We get to see all of his greatest fears, which you know are more like regrets. You know, we see Babs with a gunshot wound to her abdomen, and James, you know asking Gordon why he wasn't there for him as a father. Um, you know, that yeah. whole scene just rubbed me the wrong way in the you know the best possible way. You know, it it was just uncomfortable to read, and Hurwitz and Finch, you know, they, they just executed that, the effects of the fear toxin really well. I mean, if I was ever exposed to the fear toxin, that's how I imagine it would be. Yeah. And, you know, Finch draws a good scarecrow. I mean, I, I didn't like his scarecrow for a little bit, but you're coming around. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming around to it. I'm coming around, to it, especially with the the soaring of the lips thing. I really like that. Yeah. So I'm. I can't believe I'm saying this. I I, I can't wait for the next issue of the Dark Knight. <laughs> After like 15 issues of crap, it seems like this book is finally on the right track. I mean, this is what the Dark Knight should be or should have been. Yep. So you know, here's hoping. I, I've I've got my fingers crossed that it'll be a quality title in the future. So, I mean, again, I can't believe what I'm saying, but I'm going to give this four out of five. Selena Kyle Cleavage Shots Drawn by Gillian Marsh. <laughs> I want the record for a Dark Knight book, for sure. For sure. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to give it four and a half out of five. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but, Tim, you're a big Scarecrow fan. What did you think about it? Yeah, everything with Scarecrow, I loved it. Like you said, just the opening shot where he's sewing his lips, like, okay, <laughs> That's a new take on the scarecrow that fits the character and works really good with him. Just makes him even more creepy, and decides like a kind of like how uh, the animated series they put that when they did the redesign, he had that new look with the noose yeah. around his neck. This is like like the distinctive look for the scarecrow, and now what the, what he's doing with his lips, I think it's going to be like a new addition to that, where that's going to be his distinct look from now on. How doesn't he talk though? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, good point. Sorry. <laughs> well, he's um, a doctor. He can figure out a way. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, my favorite part in the issue was when uh, Batman goes to see the girl who was uh, 
kidnapped by the scarecrow and infected by the gas. And he just uh, waits there with her. He really doesn't say anything. He just puts his hand out and she holds it. Yeah. It just reminded me of that uh, Justice League episode epilogue where he goes mm-hmm. to the Royal Flesh Gang, the little girl Ace, where uh, he knows she's dying, and he just goes away with her until she does. This reminded me of that sequence where, yeah, Batman's all... I did like that, how, like, in one issue, he was super, like, bad A. Yeah. Then he was also kind of... Like, he wasn't just... He wasn't a Frank Miller Batman. Exactly. Where he's just grim and angry and, and really... Really awesome, but not... Uh, like, he knows how to show compassion when the, he needs yeah, yeah. the people that need it, That's what, which I really liked about that part. That was really cool. Yeah. But I, I, li- I loved that one line I just wanted to say where um, uh, <laughs> he, he says, like, like it's, it's, it's vigilante brutality, sue me. Oh, yeah. That was... <laughs> like, <laughs> I just thought that was pretty funny. What do you got? So, Kick that guy out of the car. That was awesome, too. <laughs> uh, what did you think about it, or what did you rate it then, Tim? Uh, I'm going to give it a uh, three and a half. Uh, Selena Kyle Cleavage shot, drawn by Gillian March. The only thing holding it back, like what I said, which is I felt the uh, his new love interest, Natalia, just, so for this issue anyway, felt like out of place where it didn't fit with the overall Scarecrow story. I mean, it might in future issues, but for this one, to me, it just sounded like a, a side story that didn't mesh well with the main one. So Interesting. But three and a half is still better than any other rating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Dave said, it's finally it's on the right track. Um, I think I'm going to go right between you then. I think I'm going to go four. Uh, it was solid, but, you know, I wasn't as in love with it as Dane was. Um, but, I mean, the love interest thing, like, I mean, yeah, it's a little been done before, but at the same time, like, you know, it didn't ruin it for me. Um, I, I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, and, and I liked a lot of the, especially the Gordon stuff, because I yeah. felt like him and Alfred, for the most part, haven't really had a chance to shine in the New 52 yet. Um, but I think we saw a little more Gordon, and I was happy about that. Uh, and he was handled right, you know. So uh, I think, yeah, four gratuitous – oh, I know, I'm saying it wrong again, aren't I? <laughs> uh, just Selena Kyle cleavage shots drawn by Gil March. Anyways, <laughs> um, what was next on the – we have uh, Batman Inc. or Teen Titans? Who wants to go? Um, it would have to be Batman Inc. for me since I stopped picking up Teen Titans <laughs> ever okay. since they started that crossover event thing. <laughs> I, I heard they're starting a new arc now, but I don't really have an interest with it anymore. <laughs> I just wish Tim would get his own like Red Robin series now instead of only reading him in Teen Titans. But uh, for Batman Inc. 2, I like – this issue's been getting a lot of good reviews on other sites, but for some reason, this, I'm just bored with this issue, really. I mean, it's basically just a flashback of Talia's life and how she was treated by race. but I was kind of wishing it would go back to how the last issue left off, where we see Damien got shot. And it was, like, such a good cliffhanger, and I wanted to see what happens, and there was nothing that were picked up from that issue. It was basically just a flashback issue telling the history of Talia. And some stuff was interesting, but I don't know, it just didn't grab me in. Like the last previous issue did. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I just wish it continued more from where this last issue left off instead of getting a flashback sequence. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not into this whole story, this Batman Inc. story. Uh, it, it it started with what was it called, the Python Strikes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it started with that, and then it kind of goes in in one ear out the other. I mean, it's, I, I'm just so not into this this whole story by Grant Morrison. I mean, yeah. I thought Leviathan Strike was really cool, and then the last issue I thought was really good. 
because it didn't focus on the other different Batman Incorporated like uh, workers, I guess, but the other different Batman. It just focused <laughs> on Batman and Robin, and just how there was a price on his head by Talia, which I thought was a pretty cool storyline. And that's kind of mainly what I want to see as far as the story that grabbed my interest in this whole Batman Inc. situation, just seeing where that storyline goes with uh, what happens to Damien in his relationship with Bruce and Talia. But that's what I felt. This was kind of like we knew Talia's history, and there wasn't too much. If I didn't pick up any big changes from the, like the old continuity with the new 52. So it just sounded like they could have done this in a shorter sequence instead of giving us this whole history of her. Maybe they could have added this in Leviathan Strikes or something, just so we know what Talia, her character is, and just kind of continue on with the main storyline that Grant Morrison is trying to tell. So, yeah, I'd probably give this one just a two. This is Kyle Cleavage shots drawn by Gillian March out of five. This didn't really hold my interest. I didn't get to read it because I haven't caught up on Batman Inc. yet, but what did you think, Dane? Uh, what did you give it to? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go half a step below you. I'm going to give it a one and a half. Um, like I said, I'm just not into this story. I'm just not into this run. And I'm quite frankly over Grant Morrison, to be honest. And I, I don't like Chris Burnham as an artist. So Yeah, that was another thing for this issue, too, the art. Like, I don't mind his art style, but for this issue, I think it's something a little too much. Like, too, yeah. like, their expressions on their faces seem too out of place or cartoony or... I don't know how to describe it. it just looked weird. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm going to give it one and a half. Uh, Selena Kyle Cleavage shots jump by Gillian March out of five. D- does it kill Batman Inc. for you? Like, are you done with it now? Not or... for me, because I still want to see what happens with uh, Damien as far as what happened okay. with the last of the first issue. So, And the next issue seems pretty interesting, rather it leads off, this issue ends with the resurrection of Matches Malone, which should be interesting to see what Grant Morrison does with that. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll take then Teen Titans. Uh, did you read it, Dane? No, but um, okay. did Justice League come out this week? Or I thought it did. I, I guess I forgot to put it on there. Did yeah, it come out? Yeah, yeah, Justice League okay. can. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess okay. one of you should take Justice League first, then I'll do Teen Titans. No, no. Oh, okay. No, I'll do Teen, Teen okay. Titans first. Um, I didn't read it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I figured. <laughs> um, I actually was kind of surprised. It was weird, but better than the last arc by far. I know that's not saying much because the last arc was really boring and weird. Um, but they kind of go to like a Jurassic Park Island type thing. I, I don't know how to explain it any better than that. Um, but uh, the dinosaurs are weird. <laughs> like, instead of attacking them or even just being scared, like, uh, they just watch them. Like, the dinosaurs are just there. And like, like, they watch the, the heroes swim and stuff, and, like, it's weird. I, I don't get it. Like, that, that part threw me off a little bit, because, like, I mean, if you have dinosaurs in it, you think something, like, you, you get a um, kind of a, a commandy type feel where you expect them to be fighting back and stuff, but, like, nothing really happens. They just kind of, the dinosaurs are there, and they're on a dinosaur island, and, and that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> but, uh... Overall, I thought it was a lot better because um, it was kind of a, a character issue, you know, where it was just like um, a lot of development going on and not – I think the main thing was really that it was just done with that stupid arc. <laughs> um, and they were able to move on to something else. And so it's kind of – it feels kind of like a lull between 
uh, arcs a little bit. Like, the, this one hasn't really totally started yet. Um, so it, it, there was some time for the characters to kind of grow, and uh, especially with Bunker. You get to learn more about Bunker and how he is, um, and you see, you know, he's becoming more developed rather than just being the gay character they threw in to have a gay character. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think I'd give it three and a half, maybe four stars. Um, nah, three and a half. Uh, it, it'll have to, there'll have to be a few more issues that are better to make it get up to the fours. <laughs> um, so I'll give it a three and a half. Overall, I was, I was impressed, um, that it was improving and hopefully it keeps improving. Yeah. Let me know if it How's does. The I'll come back yeah. to, to getting them again. <laughs> um, the art was pretty good, but it was, I don't know how to describe it. Um, who's I, I guess, book? uh, an artist I didn't really know, Brett Booth. I don't know much about him. He might be a new guy or, you know, whatever. Um, it was just, it was, I guess the guy really likes dinosaurs because there was literally like a dinosaur in every panel. Um, like, like just dinosaurs were always there and they weren't doing anything. They weren't attacking anybody. It was just dinosaurs were there and there was a dinosaur in every panel, no matter what was going on. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It was good. Uh, just like, to me, it was generic comic book art. You know, it wasn't bad. It was just, it was there. <laughs> it wasn't amazing. Um, but I, I enjoyed it, I think, overall. Uh, but like I said, I, I didn't mention it when I was talking about it because it wasn't super impressive. It was just, it was, it was acceptable. <laughs> Got the job done. You know, it, it was, it wasn't enough to make me go wow, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad that I was like, oh man, that stinks. You know, it was just, it was, it was pretty good. So, um, I was glad because Teen Titans is a book that I was kind of uh, that I've always kind of dug because I like the sidekicks and stuff. So I was glad to see that it's it's doing pretty it's doing a little better and hopefully it continues on that track. Um, which leads us to, of course, the the main the main event, the the meat that I somehow forgot to put in the show notes. Uh, Justice League Ten. <laughs> um, who wants to take it off? I guess I'll go for it. Go for it, Tim. Yeah, another. I would say solid issue. I mean, I don't think it was anything great. The storyline seems to be moving in a pretty good direction with that guy who's blaming the Justice League for not helping him with uh, saving his family. Yeah. And he's pretty much getting revenge on him. But what, probably what I liked best about this issue was, again, more of the interaction with all the Justice League members as they're mm-hmm. talking about um, how certain members know each other's secrets while others don't. Like, I like how, too, they were saying how uh, Batman and Superman are, are – Superman is the only one Batman trusts. Because there's, yeah. someone said, Batman doesn't trust anybody. And then Superman says, he doesn't know everything. Batman trusts me. And then Batman's like, yeah, he's the only one I do trust. Something like that. <laughs> but just cool dialogue between all the characters. I, I, I like that, too. I've always kind of liked that, that, uh, you know, Batman doesn't trust anybody. But yet he yeah. realizes that Superman's just so pure, like he can yeah. trust him. <laughs> yeah, I love that, too. You know, like he's the only one. <laughs> Almost because almost cause he's like um, the only. Tra- I, I don't know where I was going with that. Never mind. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I'm sorry. You can continue. I wasn't trying to oh, okay. um, cut it. Well, I think the idea behind this villain seems pretty cool. Um, just when he was when he infiltrates the Watchtower and he displayed his power against all the members of the league, it just kind of reminded me a little bit too much of maybe something Scarecrow, Scarecrow would do. Where I think this guy's thing is where he shows uh, the people what they lost. 
and then it's kind of like showing their fear, but this way it's showing what they lost, what they're afraid to lose, something to that regard. And he just seems to take everyone out, like, so easily, too, especially Superman. And we don't know the extent of this guy's powers too much, but he seemed to take everyone out pretty easily. And they didn't even show what happened to Batman. They just show Batman on the floor at the end of the issue. Mm-hmm. So, like like I said, the villain it seems interesting, but I just think his powers are a little too familiar to Scarecrow, and it just took everyone out too quickly for me, for being the Justice League, and this one guy comes in and takes them all down fairly quickly. Yeah. But then, um, still, uh, I'm enjoying the backup story with uh, Captain Marvel and Billy Batman. Yeah, that's been really good. Yep. Like, it's crazy. Like, Shazam isn't even in it yet, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I almost wish there was a whole book of it. You know, I know, yeah, because their characterization of Billy Bats has been really good to read, fun to read. Of this, does anybody like? Does anybody read reviews? Does is that is that back up well received in general? I think for the most part, yeah. I haven't read too many, but a few yeah. comments that I've seen seem to be. I wonder why they, they keep like canceling books and adding new ones. I wonder why that one hasn't been brought up yet. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, it will because it's it's I, I enjoy it. And I think it would be. I think it's a really cool, like, updated take on Shazam. Yeah, definitely. Me too. You know, and and I think it would be neat to see a little more of it. But I mean, maybe that's what they're leading to. I'm sure he's going to end up joining the league once this backup story is done. He'll probably join the team. Yeah. That's my guess. Anyway. Although, although I hope they don't do it as hokey as Young Justice. Oh yeah. Like I, 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 as much as I like that show, I hate Shazam in it. <laughs> He's got some funny moments, though. I have to say, but I know it's what you're funny. saying. It is funny, but it, it, it almost feels like the Batman Brave and the Bold version yeah, of I would Shazam. Agree with that. You know, what I mean, like he's goofy. Like he's just like, like he wants to hang out with the, the sidekicks because they're his actual age, but yet he looks like an old man, so it looks weird. And it's like, I mean, that's the gag, I guess. But I don't know. It just, it just seems too cheeky. To me. Yeah, well, the way Billy Batson's attitude is in this series, I don't think he's going to be like that once he becomes Captain Yeah, Marvel. yeah, you're right. I mean, that, I guess that's the main point, is the Billy Batson in that universe is kind of like a happy-go-lucky, yeah. silly kid, whereas, you know, um, in uh, in the comics, it's not that way. So, Is there anything else you wanted to say about it? That's pretty much it. So, if I had a score, I'd probably give it, um, like, three and a half. Uh, it's the Kyle Cleavage shot. It's drawn by Gillian March. What did you say, four and a half? Three and a half. Yeah. I think I'd give it a four. I, I, I love the banter with the league. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, the only thing that's weird to me is, aren't they supposed to have been a team for a while now? That's the thing. They really didn't say, like, how far this storyline this storyline is taking place from the first Dark Side one. Because yeah. if it's in the current continuity, then Hal Jordan really shouldn't be there. And not even that. Like, they, they seem like they're still a new team. Yeah. The way they talk to each other. Like, I mean, it's fun. I like the banter. Um, and I like, I think the characters are all true to themselves. Um, you know, like, I don't feel like any of them are out of place or anything. Um, I do like the banter still, even though it seems a little out of place with an established team. Um, I I like it, and I thought it was pretty good. So, for Selena Kyle Cleavage Shots, drawn by Gil March. And I guess, is that, that's it for the comics, right? Yep. Okay. So, um... Yeah, I guess that's it for us this week then. Uh, you can check out, as always, our host site is The Batman Universe at thebatmanuniverse.net. Uh, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash thebatmanuniverse. Or if you're uh, uh, on the Twitter, it's at Batman Universe. And also, 
if if uh, I think we've announced it last time, but we're on iTunes now. So please go and rate and review us and all the host of other Batman Universe podcasts on there. Uh, every little bit helps, and we love you for it. Um, also, we wanted to mention support for our fellow Batman Universe staff member Stella and her petition to get Batman Year or Batgirl, sorry, Year One, to come back with new issues. Um, and uh, you can check that out and show your support at Geo Petition or Go Petition, sorry, Go Petition. dot com slash petitions slash Batgirl dash Year dash One dot html. Um, wow, that was a lot of a lot of talking. <laughs> um, our outro music, as always, is Beautiful End by our friends Spangler. You can check them out at facebook.com slash spanglerband. And uh, I guess that's it. So uh, I'm Gary. I'm Tim. And just one more thing to say. We're so close to the Dark Knight Rises. If our schedule holds up, there will only be one more podcast that we do. And then Dark Knight Rises is here. It's hard that's to it, even believe. That's the countdown. <laughs> a month away. That's crazy. Wow. Less than a month. Yeah, wow. yeah, really, it is. Like, two and a half weeks away. <laughs> finally say, uh, The Dark Knight Rises comes out this month, instead of saying, uh, next month. <laughs> next month, a little while in the future. No, it's happening. A little over two weeks from now, we'll be sitting in our chairs watching Dark Knight. Rises. Um, <laughs> Rises. <laughs> I'm Dane. Uh, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye, friends. See ya. I her skin on mine Well, it's a secret I'll take with me to my grave It was you and me alive But I'm alone